Hello, hello, this is Jeff. Zach. And this is episode two of Pods 08. This is the draft recap and season prediction episode. So, uh, those of you who were offended by last week's episode, which it sounds like everybody was in some form, uh, you can perhaps find yourself getting more credit on this episode, or if you are Asher, you can continue getting dumped on for how poorly <laughs> you continue doing. What do you think, Zach? What do the drafts look like? Just give Man, me, a, give me a one, one word to describe all the drafts at once. Can I give you like a hyphenated, like mixed bag? Yes, you can. Yeah, I think it's a pretty mixed bag. I think there are some, as I look through it, there are three or four teams that kind of stick out in my mind. And now, I think we should state that these are very, um, very subjective opinions. Subjective oh, oh, yeah, or totally. objective? Subjective. I mixed yeah, that. Subjective. subjective. Actually, uh, I'm not even kidding. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, but I do think that there are a few that are really bad. Um, and as we get into it, I don't think anyone will be surprised when they find out who those bad teams are. I don't know. Uh, I was Shockingly, surprised. I don't think mine is that bad this year. I, I was surprised by uh, some... <laughs> it's kind of hard to screw up the first pick, though. <clears throat> yeah, well, you, you did you did not do that, so congratulations you. on all your success. Um, we're going to jump in and just talk a little bit about the draft weekend. Uh, for those of you who weren't there um, or are interested in what we did, we went down to Zach's Lake House, which is down on Lake Tenkiller in Paradise Hill, Oklahoma. Uh, it's a, a beautiful... Beautiful house, one of the most fabulous Beautiful. houses, just glorious. One of the most fabulous lake Huge. houses any of us have ever been to, um, and we had a great time. It was just a luxurious, luxurious time. <laughs> now, but it really was. We had a blast. Uh, we had what did we say, twelve, twelve guys there total. Thirteen, I think. Thirteen. Thirteen, and uh, those who couldn't make it were um, abroad uh, or have an extremely demanding uh, post-education career on their hands. Although they're now in the Bahamas, so... Yeah. <laughs> Shame on you, Brent. I can't come to the draft. Sorry, I'm working. And then literally the next day, was I think it was Monday, they landed in the Bahamas. Yeah. So... Yep. <laughs> That's what Get out of here with that. <laughs> a little surreptitious, Brent, but... We should dock him a draft pick next year. I agree. Or we can just take one of his picks that he took this year and oh, perhaps we could. put him on my team. Let's just do that. Uh, see, who needs wide receivers? <laughs> this guy. So, anyways, yeah, we had a really great time. Um, we had uh, so we had some neighborhood folk who approached us mid-draft. Uh, there were the two ladies in particular. I don't recall their names, um, but I think I don't think anyone really recalled their names. I don't even know if we ever. They showed up at the wrong time. They did. It, it was, was mid-draft when they showed up. I think the problem that we had there was that when they they arrived, uh, number one, the first thing they said is, "We heard you guys got fireball." Which, depending on the day, is going to be a weird conversation starter. <laughs> right. um, and depending on the time of day, you know. But secondly, I think we tried to express that we were in the middle of something that was extremely serious. But we, I'm not necessarily sure we we used the right words. I think what we more along the line we more said we're having a fantasy football draft and kind of expected them to know that that meant none of us were interested in talking right. to them. I'm not sure they I'm not sure they got that. No, I don't think so. And they walked up on the porch, and they, they were, like, right there where we were. And they were trying to make small talk. And then finally she says, well, seems like you guys are kind of busy. 
I guess now's not the right time to hang out. Le- very leading question, and it's straight silence Crickets. in return. <laughs> and she takes that as her nod to exit stage right. Stage and right, exit stage she left. Did. I don't know my phrases today. No, I think uh, that. I think you're and right. so anyway, she she <laughs> she bails because no one's giving her any attention. Nope, she was out of there. And uh, did you know what? It's, serious business going on. It here. is a serious business. I mean, look, not only are there some G's on the line, but also there's like personal pride. And personal pride at the hands of people who are willing to just cut you down in an instant. So it's not like you're playing for pride so that your wife is going to be proud of you, you know, because presumably she will anyways uh, for most people. (laughs) But, you know, you're playing for pride at the hands of people who are looking for any opportunity to deprive you of that pride. (laughs) So, I mean, of of all the people you want to impress in the world, it's the people in your fantasy football league. Right. And so, yeah, she was definitely not feeling it. But otherwise, we had a good time. Definitely had a, uh, a draft mishap. And, uh, Zach, do you want to kind of give us a chronology? Yeah, so uh, one of our league mates, Griffin, is in Dubai. So he's over there on a work assignment for two years. And uh, it became very apparent that we did not do a very good job of setting a draft time. They were more so of someone throwing out opinions and a few people saying, oh, yeah, that sounds great. And I guess a few, or a few, most of the league took that as, hey, I guess the draft is at this time. Without there being any true confirmation from myself, the vice commissioner, or Keller. Uh, So that was a a big flub up on our part. So what happens is we decide, hey, let's start the draft a couple hours early because Griffin had a very – defined cutoff to I can't draft past 10 p.m. Oklahoma time because I have to go to work. Right. So we said, hey, the earlier we can start, the better. Brent got off of work at the hospital, and so he said, hey, I can draft my first pick from the car, headed home. And so we started early. Now, we thought that Griffin was going to be on an hour after the start time. Hopefully that he would wake up a little bit earlier to make sure that, you know, he had all all of his ducks in a row, ready to draft. It didn't happen. Right. And so... We we get to his first pick. He was He's the drafting pick, second, so. so it's I took David Johnson at one, so it's a pretty easy pick for Griff David to go Lev Bell at two, which we we made that call. He had told me, and I think he told Brent a few weeks ago that he was going to take Lev Bell if I took David Johnson. So we did that. So we progressed through the first round, and then we made the turn. We came all the way back through in the second round, and Griffin is still not up and right. is not communicating with us via our group me. Right. And um, so what we do is we have people in different locations. We, I make a Google Docs spreadsheet or a Google sheet, and I share it with those folks that are not with us. And so they can follow the draft as I key in the picks as they're made. Griffin hadn't logged on. And so it came to a point where it's either, hey, we sit and wait here for however long it takes, or we use some form of, of list made by whether it's you know ESPN or CBS or Fox or whoever use their designated list and we just give him the best available pick. Right. And <clears throat> there was some communication between Brent and Griffin a few days ago about who Griffin wanted, but Griffin wasn't online to actually make the pick. Um, and so it, it was just it was a really hazy scenario. It was really difficult to decide what to do. 
because we didn't want the draft to drag on any longer than it normally would. Our draft usually lasts takes four long, to five hours. Yeah, it it's does. a long it takes deal. A long time. And so we didn't want it to last any longer than it had to. And in all reality, we were we were moving it up so that we could help Griffin out. Right. Uh, needless to say, when we when the decision was made to use the sheet um, to give him the highest available pick, when Griffin did come alive, he was not happy. None, no, he was not. He was not pleased. And he, he, okay, so he really wanted DeAndre Hopkins. And I think that DeAndre Hopkins was available, but according to what we sort of settled on was we sort of settled on using ESPN's top 300. And if I remember correctly, uh, he got T.Y. Hilton. I think is who is who he ended up with. Yeah, and I think that it was one of those things that we probably should have anticipated. None of us really. We probably just didn't think about it. Um, and the fact of the matter is, while you know we we it ended up didn't it end up that Griffin thought we weren't starting until like seven o'clock or something. Yeah, like so that. two hours after we actually started. Right, and so. Uh, so what would have happened if we had waited is we would have started at 7 o'clock. Our draft flip probably would have wandered on into the um, Floyd Mayweather-Connor McGregor fight, which we wanted to watch. Uh, and you know, at the end of the day, we made Griffin's pick after the time we thought Griffin was supposed to be awake. So long story short, um, there was some disagreement, and I see where Brent was coming from. Brent was pretty vocal. Griffin said, I wanted DeAndre Hopkins. And the rest of us, I think thought well all we have to go on is that text message there's not a lot of context to it i mean basically that text message was i want deandre hopkins assuming you know somebody hasn't let a great player drop right so like but my, my example when i was gonna put on the group me but then it resolved itself i was gonna say well you know what if julio jones was still on the board well all of a sudden i don't think that griff would have wanted deandre hopkins right. that bad so i think that's why we have we have decided, as far as I understand it, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it on the group meeting, but I think next year, if there's a situation where somebody is going to have to miss the draft or not be able and not be able to do a draft themselves uh, remotely, we'll have a an arbitrary list from which we will just pick the next best available. The interesting part about that debate is that um, <clears throat> when you do that online, on like an online draft, the draft app will not only make the best available pick, but it also will fill out your roster, you know, in the way that it thinks is the best. So right. meaning it doesn't just pick the next best player if you're in round ten and you don't have a quarterback. You know, it'll probably pick the next best quarterback. Yeah. Now how you do that as a bunch of humans, I think is a tricky question. And one Because that, everyone has their own strategy of right. when they want to take quarterbacks, when they take tight yeah, ends. That's all exactly that. right. If you're Grant, you take a kicker in like the seventh round. If you're not, then you wait till the 14th. That's exactly right. And you pretty much just summed up Grant's draft. Uh, and uh, so thanks for that. So, yeah, we haven't figured that part out yet. But long story short, I mean, Griffin is one of the most even-keeled people that you'll ever meet. And so, He took it in stride really well, I thought. Yeah, he did. And, you know, I hope. And I think his team's okay. It can yeah, I think his team's okay, right. too, actually. I think, his team, I think his team's actually pretty good. Um and uh, I don't remember who took DeAndre Hopkins. It was probably like it was Keithley. Keithley. Remember, that's what I was yeah. gonna say. <laughs> so uh, you know, good fortune to you, Griff. Bad fortune to you, Keithley, for uh, doing that. And um, anyways, so that's kind of a recap of the draft weekend. Uh, we're gonna have three segments this podcast, including this one we're currently in. 
Uh, after the break, we're going to dive into uh, worst to best drafts uh, and kind of our evaluation of those. And um, so, yeah, we'll be back after the break. Thanks. Hey, we're back for a little quick segment here in between the real segments. And we're going to talk a little bit about the game tomorrow. Oklahoma State Cowboys are hosting the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. I might Jeff, add that. What do you think? Tulsa, Tulsa well, my, my first thought is that Tulsa did not take into account the uh, human Harvey. impact of their team moniker. You know, it's really not the week to be the Golden Hurricane, if you know what I mean. And uh, so hopefully the Pokes. God, <laughs> hopefully the Pokes can do Houston justice and take out the Golden Hurricane. We're going to drown the Golden Hurricane <laughs> when they come to Stillwater. Anyways, I mean, I think um, I think OSU would win, should win. I told somebody yesterday, I think the final score is going to be something in like the 41-24, 41-21 range. Um, I mean, I think TU has a good team. Uh, they're not as good as they – presumably not going to be as good as they were last year. If we were playing the TU team from last year, I would say we would be in for a real dogfight. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but they have lost their 2,000-yard receivers. Um, their quarterback now is a backup at the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And so they have a, kind of an unknown passing game. Their running game is supposed to be pretty good. Um, so, I mean, I don't think it's – it's certainly not any type of walkover. You know, we're going to have to show up. And if we start slow, like – Gundy and Co. have done in past games. Sure. I think that it's not inconceivable that it could be seven-seven in the middle of the second quarter. I mean, I think the Pokes eventually will pull away. I would be surprised if we jumped out to a twenty-one to zero, twenty-eight to zero lead. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, I, if the Pokes lose, it will be a massive upset. So, opinion. are there any are there any players that you're looking forward to watching uh, from the Pokes? I definitely am looking forward to seeing Tyron Johnson. Yeah, uh, I think he's going to be pretty awesome, and I'm looking forward to. See, I think he's going to be doing some punt and kick returns, so that should be exciting. I also am looking forward to seeing JD King. I mean, people yeah. are freaking out about this guy. A lot of raving about this. Yeah, dude. so I think that he'll be exciting. Freshman you know, running back. I want to see Mason get out there, and I want to see Mason, um, you know, hit the deep ball. But I also want to see him zip the intermediate pass. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I guess as far as defense goes, I think the the big matchup, you know, is is going to be our defensive line versus their offensive line. You know, I think they're going to run the ball. They're going to try and run the ball, and I think our D line is pretty salty. So, um, I think that's where we're gonna, the big battle is going to be. And uh, I'm excited to see our secondary and see how Ramon does at safety. Um, and, I mean. Along the same hype train, dude. Everybody's talking about AJ Green right now. Yeah, guys sound like yeah. he could be pretty good. So, what do you think? I think, I think this team's going to come out with an outrageous amount of confidence and swag. Uh, I think that Gundy is in a phase where he knows that he's got probably the most talented team. Yeah. Um, in the conference, um, certainly the most talented skill players in the conference, and so. I, I also think that he knows that the Big 12 is uh, is the fifth conference in everyone's mind, everyone being the decision makers when it right. comes to the CFP. Right. And so I think I think we're going to see that Gundy is going to try to step on people's throats early and yeah, often like and just true. run the score up and beat the dog out of everyone that we play. Yeah, uh, I hope to see that. It makes It'll make for an exciting season. But I think that Gundy is just going to let him run, let Mason throw it, sling it around, uh, be aggressive on defense, force those turnovers, and just run that score up. Yep. Uh, I think it's going to be important 
that we do that early. You don't want to let a team like Tulsa, um, who's got an offensive-minded coach like they do in Montgomery, even though they've lost some guys, they'll be able to play. So you don't want to let them hang around. Um, So, uh, you know, I think think it'll probably be a a little bit of an ugly game. The guys I'm looking forward to watching, other than the obvious guys, I'm excited to see J.D. King. Um, man, I can't watch. I can't wait to watch Edison Magruder. Yeah, and Calvin Bundage are just bulldogs, oh, no, and they they are psycho. They just love to hit. Uh, those two, those two linebackers are guys that I'm super pumped to watch play. I totally agree. I mean, I think honestly, if our say if our secondary can even be average to above average, yeah. I think we actually have a chance to have a pretty a really yeah, stout defense. I think so, so. too. Who knows, man? Uh, I was reading Pistols Guy today, and they're all predicting the Pokes, the national title. And that was, or not the national title, but the college football playoff. Yeah. Big time. Hey, come on. Side note, uh, did you see that? I think it was Porter projected Auburn to win the SEC. (laughs) The reason, it was a one line sentence. He said Jarrett Stidham would have been the best quarterback to have ever played at Baylor. The dude, I mean, He he can sling it. Yeah, That's pretty can. bold. He slangs for sure. But he can sling it. So it, it, it'll be a fun season in Auburn. I, I think it will. And, uh, I, yeah, I'll provide you periodic updates from the Plains. So I create a little, you know, secondary Auburn fan base here in Oklahoma. Make right. my wife feel more at home. Uh, War Eagle. Anyways, we are going to jump back into why you're really listening. Uh, we're going to give the breakdown of the worst to best drafts, uh, followed by the final segment, which is going to be our predictions for how the league is going to shake out. We'll be back after the clip. Thanks. All right, we are back. We are going to break down the uh, best and worst drafts. The way we're going to do this is we're going to start uh, with the worst draft, and Zach and I are going to give our opinions. Uh, we might agree, we might not, and then we will work ourselves all the way up to who we think, who Zach and I both thought had the number one draft of the year. Uh, after that, we will go into a break, and then our final segment will be predictions for how the year is going to shake out. So... Uh, in my opinion, <clears throat> the worst draft of the year goes to Mr. Austin Keithley and Coop's Clutch Clan. I thought that, uh, let me pull it up here real quick. Our lists are going to be way different. I'm going to edit this part out <clears throat> while I pull up this page here. Um, here we go. This is bad radio. Bad, bad radio. All right, Kloops Clutch Clan. Yeah, you know, okay, so here's here's the reason that I I do not like Austin's team, really, at all. Number one, I don't like any of his wide receivers. Emmanuel Sanders, okay, but the dude, I just think, I think all of his wide receivers, except for Randall Cobb, have a quarterback question. Uh, and on top of that, I don't necessarily think any of them are that good. I mean, dude, right now he's got Corey Coleman as his number two receiver, which is eh. Jimmy Graham could be good, but I feel like Jimmy Graham hadn't been super relevant since he was in, was it New Orleans? Um, Now, that's to say, I like his quarterback. I like Mario a lot. I think Tennessee is going to be pretty good. Uh, A lot of people will probably like his running backs, too. And I think that's why I would get some eyebrows, because people would say, well, hey, he's got, you know, a great one-two punch combo at running back. I disagree. I do not like Melvin Gordon this year. Uh, The reason I thought Melvin Gordon was really good last year, and I was his owner, was because he scored a lot of touchdowns, and San Diego, by like week five, 
they literally had nobody else to field the team except Melvin Gordon. And so he was getting a ton of carries. And But even with the carries, he wasn't necessarily producing. I mean, he would get the touchdowns. And so I think when your fantasy value is premised on touchdowns as opposed to your efficiency, that can lend to kind of a roller coaster year-to-year value. Uh, so I don't love Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley. I mean, it hasn't been there yet. I know people are expecting kind of priming him for a bounce-back year, but I think – you know, if you're starting two running backs, one of them is touchdown dependent, in my opinion, and the other one is drafted on potential paired with that set of wide receivers. It's just not my team. I don't like his team. Yeah, so first of all, my rankings were done about three minutes right before we started recording. So a couple of things. Uh, I understand your Melvin Gordon comment. Um, I, I think he's going to be fine. The, the deal with Gordon is that it's just volume, volume, volume. He's going to get the carries. And to be honest, when you're drafting running backs in the first three rounds, that's what you're looking for is a guy that you know is going to get the rock. Sure. Uh, and he's going to get it. So is Gurley. Guys are raving about Gurley right now. And to be honest with you, he had a rough year last year. Yep. There's no doubt about that. But he seemingly has all the talent in the world. And McVay has talked on and on and on about they are finding every single way possible to get Gurley the ball. So either he's going to have a bounce back year or he's going to go Trent Richardson right off a cliff. Sure. Uh, one of the two, I think. Sure. Hopkins, don't love it. Dude's got a ton of uh, he's got a ton of skill, but the guy throwing the ball makes me nervous there. Yep. I like Dalvin Cook strictly because he's super athletic, and he's like Melvin Gordon, he's going to get volume. Latavius Murray, in my mind, is just a very average NFL running back. I agree. He's kind of a bruiser. He's going to get the goal line touches, but Dalvin's going to get a lot of he's going to get a lot of runs. Sanders, I think he's pretty sneaky. Uh, I like I like the Sanders pick. I think Cobb's going to bounce back. I've got no reason to say that other than the fact that um, Devontae Adams is supposed to be their number two, and I just I had him a year or two ago, which was probably a year too early, but. I just he doesn't have the best hands. Like he's he's fast, he's big, he can get open, but he doesn't have great hands. Um, and so and when you have a receiver with bad hands, it doesn't take long for the quarterback to lose trust in you. And one thing we know Cobb has is he has good hands. Um, he's got an injury problem, but he's got good hands. I like Mariota. The dude can play. Derrick Henry is gonna get some run at some point this year. There's no doubt about that. He's too good to keep off the field. I think it goes without saying that he's. I think he's by far the best backup running back in the NFL. Oh, I agree. And that's uh, definitely and, the concern with DeMarco is that they drafted Derrick Henry for a reason. Right, so. right. And so the two other names, Corey Coleman, I think he's going to be sneaky. Uh, Kaiser and him have a really nice connection okay. from what I understand. Um, they looked pretty good together this last weekend. And Jeremy Hill, everyone's been burned by Jeremy Hill, and I get it. But everyone is on the Joe Mixon train, and I don't understand it because Marvin Lewis is so old school. And I think it's going to take Mixon a while to get on the field. Jeremy Hill's going to get his chances. He's going to be around the goal line. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's what he's good at. He's a bruiser. Right. He's good at getting across the goal line. So he'll be good for some touchdowns. Uh, so I think he'll be fine to, to do some plug and play. Okay. Fair. What do you think? Number 12. Uh, number 12 in, in my rankings goes to Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy. So, you, and, you and Yahoo agree about that. Oh, Murph. Dude went running back heavy in a PPR league, and that typically does not does not go well. Uh, so he starts out with Shady, which I like. Jordan Howard, not a huge fan of. Um, 
I just I hate that offense. They're so bad. I agree. But yeah, now they, they lost Cam Meredith, and I mean, there's no one there. They're gonna, everyone's going to stack the box against Chicago, mm-hmm. and they're just going to get eaten alive. I like Terrell Pryor, but in the third round, man, he's never been in Washington. Right. Uh, he, he had a great year in Cleveland, and Kirk Cousins is by far better than any quarterback he's ever played with. So right. uh, he should have a great year, but it's a new system. You don't really, you never know how receivers will respond there. Lynch I, makes me nervous. He's old. Totally. Uh, and dealt with injuries before he retired. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's going to be the every down back in Oakland, which severely hurts his carries. Uh, Mixon, I think it's going to take some time before he gets. Before he gets a lot of playing time. I like Snead. I like Britt, but I don't love the value there. I don't like Fat Rob. I don't like Rashard Matthews, Julius Thomas. I really don't like a lot of guys on Murph's team, and I think he had a really rough draft. Now, Murph was also in Florida drafting by himself. I don't know if he had his computer, but just looks up (laughs) on his phone. I don't know. So there's probably something uh, that should be noted because I think it's – I think that's probably very hard to do. I would agree. Um, yeah. If you're not zoned in like I think Brent was yeah, uh, yeah, at yeah. home. So uh, Murph was my number 12. Okay, very good. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. Just a second. All right, at number 11, uh, so we weren't too far off in this one. I also had Murph at number 11. Um I agree, and you know, the more that I look at this team, I think I was, you know, kind of moved more by, uh, you know, I, I do like Terrell Pryor a lot. Uh, I love Roethlisberger. I think Roethlisberger is surrounded by fabulous talent uh, pretty much at every position, and, you know, the one thing that I don't, I mean, you know, Marshawn Lynch I think was a stretch, Mixon I think was a stretch. I think people saw the name Marshawn and were, were way too much in love with that. Um, I'm interested as to what Amendola is going to do in New England without Edelman. Um, I'm interested to see if he's a player that's going to get any sort of bump there. Um, and I thought he – did Murph not draft Tyreek? I thought he did. No, he didn't. No, Asher took him. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, so overall, I, I just do like don't. the Amendola pick. Uh, <coughs> props there. Overall, I just don't love this team. I don't love this team really at all. I think Julius Thomas, I feel like that dude had a great couple seasons when, he, when Peyton was in Denver, but he's just – I don't know. It's like he's not that good anymore or something. I mean, he just is, I don't think, been that relevant recently. Uh, Willie Sneed is your number two wide receiver. Mm, I think it's just a major gamble. So, overall, uh, do not do not like this team. Uh, who do you got at number 11, Zach? Uh, number 11, I have, I have Asher. Okay. Uh, so, I don't really have that big of a problem with his first pick, which is Jay Jai and is the loop around on number two at Gronk. Three, he lines up with with Rogers, which I think is actually pretty good value. Is it there. is it classic Asher that he's the only one that hasn't actually set his lineup yet? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And also, if you look at his, he went receiver or sorry, running back, tight end, quarterback, receiver, different positions all the way through, uh, which I think is also classic Asher. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't love that his number one receiver is Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek will have a good year. Uh, but number one is not ideal. Brandon Marshall, Blau Powell, um, they're fine. I don't love them. I like Eifert, but he's tied in number two on that team. If he can stay healthy, I like the I like the Ted Ginn pick. I think it was a little bit early. Uh, Blunt might not even make the team. They might cut him. Uh, I like the Thielen pick. Thielen, and Thielen, also like yeah, I also Thielen's like the Josh that. Stewart pick. Uh, so I like his later 
his late picks more than like his his first five rounds or so. Where are you looking? Are you looking at a list of? Um, yeah, I'm looking at the. Uh, I'm looking at the Google Sheet. Oh. The draft sheet. You want me to send it to you? Yeah, can you? I think yeah. that would be. I would definitely prefer that. Email address. Uh, jchendr at gmail.com whenever I do stuff like this on podcast on this podcast I always think about how funny it would be to just leave this in <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah this is a full stream of consciousness yeah. podcast and that's all you're going to get from us okay yeah I would definitely prefer to be you able to look at that anyways hope everybody's having a great Lady. day I think everybody I talk to pretty much is going to the uh, is going to be at the game which is exciting tomorrow so Save for obviously the people who aren't going to be able to make it, so that's exciting. Okay, there we go. So much better. Oh, and the order they drafted me, too. This is just beautiful. Okay, perfect. Uh, all right, so at number 10, uh, I had uh, David Stamper, uh, AIDS number two. I don't know if you looked in the league right now, but both there are both teams. There are two AIDS teams. So there's AIDS Asher. Lots AIDS, of AIDS. AIDS. Tons of AIDS. Oh, shoot. Okay. Dogs. Can we have just We're trying to have a podcast in here. Good. Have some respect. Alright. Oh, we're gonna edit this like three minutes out. <laughs> I swear. Oh my gosh, you should see the uh the little sound wave thing whenever the dog started barking. It's like we had an earthquake. What was it kept they kept referring to the Richter scale? <laughs> That was pretty hilarious. All right. Uh, yeah, so at number 10, I had uh, AIDS led by David Stamper. Um, you know, I here's my thing. Right now on Yahoo, he had um, his starting running backs were Isaiah Crowell and Jaquiz Rogers, which Jaquiz Rogers, are you freaking kidding me right now? Um, I love his two starting receivers. I think Crabtree is almost a better bet than Amari Cooper at uh, sometimes. Also really liked his Tevin Coleman pick. Uh, I think that one of the things that people who drafted Devontae Freeman, uh, I wonder who did that in this league, um, I think people who drafted Devontae Freeman did not realize the potential impact that Tevin Coleman could have on Freeman's uh, number of carries and touches. But Coleman gets the ball a ton in Atlanta. Yeah, he does. But I think he, I kind of think he stretched for him at five. That That's yeah. just my opinion. I, I have I no problem with Coleman. I have a problem with him at, in the fifth round. Uh, also, keep in mind that uh, Devontae just signed a huge contract True. in Atlanta. True. What that means is that Tevin ain't getting a big contract in Atlanta. Right. So the writing's on the wall for Coleman. And so that doesn't mean they won't use him a lot. I just think that the usage will be skewed towards Freeman as much as it can be. That's fair. Who do you think you – know, so look look at the next picks that were available. Like, Look who was taken in the next – you know, five picks. Would you? I mean, who would you have had him take as a maybe Carlos Hyde, for example? Or uh, I would, yeah, Hyde, Woodhead, Ingram, any of those guys, Abdullah, Kareem Hunt, Doug Martin. I would have taken any of those guys over Tevin, yeah. personally. So that's fair. I mean, I think it probably was kind of a stretch, uh, and that's a good point. Yeah, you know, overall this team just doesn't does not do it for me. I think, um, you know, obviously, I think he's going to have two really quality starting receivers. I mean, Antonio Brown is worth 20-plus points almost every week. But uh, beyond that, I mean, people have heard some hype about Terrence West. 
you know. Eh, I, I just know. mean it. I think from picks five all the way down to the bottom of the roster is just. I think it's uh, pretty. Except Kenny Galladay. It's pretty tough. Smooth, smooth Kenny G. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree. Stampers was not uh, did not like Stamper uh, and had him at number ten. What about yeah, you? I had him at ten also. Nailed it. Very I don't good. think we need to talk too much more about Stamper's team. I don't think it's very good. Yeah, good together, Stamp. <clears throat> uh, so number nine. I had Grant Hume at number nine. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have him like way at the top? I had him so much higher than that. <laughs> so I had Keithley awesome. at four. You had him at like 12. <laughs> so All Grant right. in just complete Grant fashion. So I have no problem with the Jordy Nelson pick at one. Uh-huh. I like Tom Brady. He's really good. I don't like him at number two. Right. I think McCaffrey uh, will be fine, but I think – the value that he got there was really poor. I don't trust McCaffrey. I mean, if you if you look back at the Carolina tape, he and Jonathan Stewart split carries like right down the middle. Good day. And so he's not going to get the amount of run over Stewart that Grant needs for him to get to have third-round value. Yeah. So I don't love that. I like Travis Kelsey. I like Greg Olson. Uh, I don't love them back-to-back uh, because – Jordy is by far and away his best receiver, and you have to go down to Chris Hogan to get to his receiver number two. Which I do that, like that pick. But yeah, I know. I don't mind the pick either. I hear what you're but saying. as your number two receiver, I think that is gross. Well, he's not even starting. I mean, right now on his bench, he has Hogan on the pine. He has Cole Beasley as his second receiver. Yeah, well, so even worse. Um, I mean, it, Beasley's fine in PPR, right. but he is not a receiver too. Uh, I, I think he got great. Value in in Abdullah in the sixth round. I liked that. I agree. No one knows what Peterson's going to do. Right. Uh, it's just a toss up. It is. And so, uh, that could be. so b- because the fact he went back to back receiver in four or five when he needed another running back, he needed another receiver because he went quarterback so early and he went with an unproven running back. Man, I think he's going to have a rough go down the stretch. So, my take on Grant, well, We'll get to Grant later, much later. <laughs> I really like Grant's draft. <laughs> All right, at number nine, uh, I had the Legal Eagles. Now, call this, you know, me being my biggest critic, I don't know. Uh, I just thought, in retrospect, upon reflecting on my team, I was, um, you know, I was pretty, pretty disappointed with the way that things turned out. For example, I've already had to pick up another quarterback because – I did not realize it at the time. Apparently, I was just not paying attention. Andrew Luck's not playing in week one. And there's a possibility yeah. Andrew Luck doesn't play for, like, multiple weeks. Uh, and he hasn't practiced with the team. I mean, so even if he does come back, I mean, there's no telling what he's going to be. I mean, I think that was one of the worst picks of the draft was when I took Andrew Luck. And it's really, what is it, round seven? Six. I, yeah. Uh, I have a seven here, but maybe. Either way, six or seven, it's a bad pick. And uh, that it's was a mistake. seventh row, sixth round. You're looking at Rose. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're right. Thanks. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I look at, you know, who who I could have gotten instead and uh, just don't, you know, I don't, especially how far Drew Brees fell. I mean, I don't think anybody predicted that. And, yeah, so I, I hate – I do not like that Andrew Luck pick. I thought it was bad. Uh, I like the running backs. Um, I think there's risk at both positions. You had a nice point about Devonta earlier, just signed a new contract, so that's going to limit Coleman – maybe a little bit. 
Uh, DeMarco, I think you're just in kind of a weird spot because he's really good, but you said it. I mean, it's not like Derrick Henry is not going to go on the field at some point, you know, and you got to think that it maybe it doesn't work out for DeMarco as well as it had last year that you're going to see more Derrick Henry there. Uh, also, another problem with this roster is that it's heavy with Colts. I think Jack Doyle is okay. I think Dante Moncrief could be good, but the problem is, is dude, I have no idea who Indianapolis' backup quarterback is. But so I guarantee you they're not that good. And so I, I just think that the uncertainty of the quarterback position really hampers the effectiveness of any of the other Indiana picks. And, um, yeah, I just thought all in all, I mean, Fitzgerald's a good receiver. I don't necessarily know if he's a good number one receiver. Jarvis Landry's a toss-up. Macklin's a toss-up. Fitzgerald ended at, like, number 11 last year. So Did he? he's receiver number one. Yeah. I mean, so I – He's getting old. He is getting old. But he keeps not going to to throw to you in, in Arizona right now. So I, I think the success of this team is really going to hinge on – how fast Andrew Luck comes back, and if he's any good. If he comes back and plays well, I think this team becomes better. But right now, with him out, uh, I was dealt a vicious blow by the fantasy gods who dispensed of Cam Meredith uh, off the team pretty quickly. So, But, yeah, overall, just do not like my team that much. Who do you have at number nine? Uh, I had Grant at nine. At nine. Oh, yeah, so we're right. number eight? Yep, number eight. I had uh, – so I disagree with Yahoo – Pretty vehemently here. I have Body by Glass at number eight. Okay. So, went Beckham at, at the fifth pick. Can't argue with that. They went with Amari Cooper on the way back. Again, can't argue with that. They went with Zeke in round four, which is fine. Uh, or sorry, in round three. I still think there's an outside chance that something weird happens with his suspension and he, like, ends up playing like kind of like Tom Brady did a right. few years ago. Right. Um but in the event that he does not, you're going to be out. You're going to be without him for six weeks. So what you have to do with that is you have to provide stability with the rest of the roster. And I don't think they did a very good job with that because in round four they went with Jordan Reed, who is very good, very talented. But if he has no concussion, ended. he'll never play football again. Right. Right. Uh, so there, he he has the worst time staying on the field. I like the Danny Woodhead pick. I don't love Gillisley, um, and so. Those are your number one, number two running backs. Right. Uh, and so I'm fine with Woodhead being a number two. I really don't like him being a number one. And then you look that their their third running back taken after that was James White, who's on the same team as Gillisley. Uh, so I think their running backs are exceptionally weak mm-hmm. until they get to week eight when Zeke returns because that's after the bye week. So um, Dude, how I, about- I don't love that. I like the D-Jax pick. I think he's going to be fine there. I think they got exceptional value with Drew Brees. Oh, totally. I thought they just highway robbery there. Totally. I agree. John Brown is great if he can stay on the field. He's had a hard time with injuries. John Ross is blazing fast, but we have no idea what he's going to do. Dude, John Ross is the most George pick. George yeah, is such course. a hype beast yeah, for John absolutely. Ross. <laughs> they currently so, have John Ross starting. Uh, I really think that this <laughs> roster is, quite frankly, I think it's kind of a house of cards. Yeah. Uh, I have them quite a bit higher than where you have them, and so we will – I will uh, cover them when we get there. When uh, at number eight, I have uh, Asher. So I actually thought Asher had a pretty decent draft um, overall. You know, the Jai thing was funny only because we were, I think we were kind of all laughing about it, what happened with Jai last year and where he was drafted. Um, but, you know, overall, I mean, okay, Rodgers, I think, is the best fantasy quarterback. 
Uh, Gronk is the best fantasy tight end. Ajayi yep. is a top, in my opinion, I think Ajayi is a top 10 running back. Yep. I, yeah, I think Bilal Powell could be, I think Bilal Powell is going to supplant Matt Forte. Now, you're on the Jets. And so, I, you know, <laughs> I think there's a ceiling uh, as far as, as far as, you what know, you're that gonna Christian get. Hackenberg's going to take him all the you way. You know, I just think that, uh, I think Hackenberg might be the worst quarterback in the NFL, oh, actually. And, um, you know, and so, but then I like, I like Thielen. I like where he got Thielen. LeGarrette, I agree. Toss up. You know, his later picks, eh, I mean, nothing necessarily to write home about. Um, but I do really like the Tyler Eifert pick. And I think Eifert, if he can be healthy, um, now you do have the same problem that Grant's going to have where you do the two tight end set, which is a weird look in fantasy. But I'm not, I'm not ready to say that a Gronk, a Gronk Eifert lineup in certain weeks wouldn't, would, would be bad. Uh, so I, I think Asher had a pretty, I think overall, especially for for Smash, uh, I think for Smash, Asher's a pretty good draft. I think Smash I actually agree. had a pretty. I think Smash had a pretty decent draft. So uh, all right, at number seven, uh, I had Griffin. Uh, I had Griff Mace at number seven. Not sure what Griffin's team is going to be named this year. They're currently called Griffin, which would be a very, very meta name if he just kept <laughs> it that way. But you know, it works. Um, obviously, Griff. I think Griff has two really good running backs. Uh, Lev Bell, you're gonna you're gonna vomit, but Lamar Miller, between Lev Bell and Lamar Miller, I think there's a chance for Miller to uh, have a bounce back year. He was God, for Griffin's sake. I hope so because he, he killed me last year. Very very notably uh, in bad bad shape last year. Uh, I like Kyle Rudolph as just kind of a middle tight end. You know who I really like though is uh, Kelvin Benjamin. I think Kelvin Benjamin was a beast before he got hurt. Yeah. You know, it was last year he tore. I think he tore his ACL early on. But I like really like Kelvin Benjamin. Um, <clears throat> and uh, he got the dude that I, I actually it was highly interested in drafting, um, DeAndre Washington at, in Oakland. I, um, I, I agree with you about Marshawn. I just think yeah. people, people love the name and the persona so much that I think his value – Maybe overstated a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I he's old. So he was hurt before he retired. He hasn't been in the game for a year, and he's just—I mean—he's hilarious and he's funny. But as far as a really effective running back, I don't know. I don't necessarily see it. So I really like the DeAndre Washington pick. Um, I don't necessarily love Stephon Diggs. Uh, I think he's a super good athlete, and if Bradford plays well this year, then I think Stephon could be a good a good pick. Where did you take him? Fourth round? Eh, I don't know about. I don't know. I don't know about the fourth round with him. I, I, I feel as though, uh, or excuse me. Ah, fourth round. Okay, I'm looking at the right thing. It's messing with my mind. Um, Ty, I think could be a number one. I he think, led the league in yards last year. They really? Yeah. Wow. Well, I think as long as the Andrew Luck situation is still up in the air, it's really going to hurt any of the other guys in Indianapolis. Um, that said, I mean the dude's probably going to be the target for whoever Indianapolis' backup is. So. Uh, yeah, so I had Griffin number seven. Overall, I don't think it's a bad team. I think it could be competitive for the fifth or fifth or sixth playoff spot. What do you think? So I at seven, I had Keller. So I like, okay. the, of course, Julio. You can't go wrong there. I don't love the Fournette pick, especially in PPR. He doesn't catch the ball well out of the backfield. True. He's a bruiser. I mean, he'll run people over up the middle. But who's their quarterback? Blake Bortles. Not the best guy, unfortunately for me, for me because I have Allen Robinson. But what that means is they're going to stack the box, and so that's going to make it tough on Fournette. Uh, and I also think when it comes time to throw the ball, which is going to be every, you know, second half for the right. Jaguars when they're trailing, 
Uh, I think they're going to have TJ Yeldon or somebody similar to him in the backfield because they got to have somebody that can catch the ball in the backfield. Yep. So right. I don't love I don't love that pick, and he's a rookie, which makes me nervous. Brandon Cooks, I think, is going to be fine. He shot up in draft boards after the Elman deal. Right. Um, I think he'll be fine. I don't love Devontae Adams uh, for reasons I stated earlier. Uh, Ingram, I think, is fine. I think he could have waited another round to get Ingram personally. Uh, but that being said, I still think Ingram's a number one guy. I don't buy the, the Peterson no, hype. No, I don't either. So I think Ingram's going to have a pretty good year. So I'm fine with that. Uh, Delaney Walker is always – he's just consistent, right? Yep. And, and with Mariota's development, I think he's going to be – he's going to have a fine year. Totally. Took Matt Ryan um, maybe a tad earlier than I would have. Breeze was still on the board. Yeah, so Bree- I think Breeze was taken a whole round later. Any quarterback so. that's taken before Breeze – I just, yeah, that's it's why I was. Brady I almost fell in my chair. He took Paul Perkins at eight, which I don't love. Uh, <laughs> Corey Davis at uh, at nine. It, the rumors floating around that Taewon Thomas, the other rookie in Tennessee, is going to supplant Corey Davis. They said Taewon Thomas is the real deal. Really, um, and so you know, I just don't, just don't love that team. Okay. I just don't. Who'd you have at uh, number six? Number six, I have Jeffrey at number six. Okay, I have Jeffrey. Bring it on. Um, I love the Freeman Demarco combination. Uh, you know, I understand the the scare with Demarco, but dude, until something happens, he's tried and true. He's steady. Um, it's gonna be hard to pull him off the field. Fitz is getting a little old, but he can play, and they don't really have anyone else to throw it to in Arizona besides David Johnson. So Fitzgerald. You just keep riding that train until it gives out, you yep. know. So I, mean, I, 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 I don't fault pick late. there. Landers a PPR machine. It makes me nervous though that Cutler has developed quite a rapport, uh, quite a rapport with Parker. Devontae Parker. I know. It's that makes me nervous. Also, I hate Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, um, I don't think he's. I but I, once Flacco gets back, I think he'll be fine. But as when is Flacco supposed as, to come back? Uh, a couple weeks. He's not that far out. Okay. He's super talented, um, but God, just his neck just hasn't gotten it done. I actually don't mind the luck pick. I'm not as big of a hater on it as you are. I think he'll be back sooner rather than later. Cam Meredith loved that pick when it happened. Rip sucks now. Yeah. I think he got great value in Dante Moncrief. Uh, I think Jack Doyle is a sleeper. I love the value in Marvin Jones. Geo, you know, if he's going to be your what he's your third. I don't love him being your third running back, but. Um, <laughs> He'll be fine. And then you got Latavius, too. So, uh, I don't hate your team. It's not my favorite. But uh, I think it's certainly, in the, my opinion, it's in the top half of the league. Okay. I really appreciate that. <laughs> um, I'm obviously a bigger hater. On Who's your six? Uh, my six is Keller. Uh, so, we were pretty much in the same neighborhood. I thought you did a pretty good job blanketing Keller. I would add that um, I, I'm actually pretty high on, I mean, this is stupid to say. I mean, I'm high on Fournette. I think Fournette is going to be a really great NFL running back. Uh, I agree for PBR purposes. Now he has this one-two combo of one, he didn't catch passes well out of the backfield anyways, uh, and two, his quarterback's going to be Blake Bortles. Now, I would be interested, and it's you know perhaps not this year. I, I'm not necessarily ready to say that Fournette is not going to be a good pass catcher out of the backfield. I think he's just had really bad quarterbacks. I mean, dude, what's LSU's worst thing? They, LSU has not had a good quarterback in, like, I don't know if it's Jamarcus Russell. I mean, it's been 
And if Jamarcus Russell is the guy that you point back <laughs> yeah, to, right. that is bad news. I really for LSU. can't even. I can't ever think about a quarterback that LSU had. I mean, was, was Fournette there when uh, Mettenberger was there? Uh, not sure about that. Okay. Possibly, because he was there for like three years, I think. Yeah. So he very well may have been. Mettenberger's okay. Well, everyone I, has I to be in college you. for three years. Well, unless you redshirt. I mean, he played for three years. I think okay. is what I meant to say. But you're right. Um, so Paul Perkins and eh, whatever Delaney I like uh, Kevin White is now I think now the thing is the thing is about backups and I always I was trying to make this point I think I was trying to make this point to Stamper too like when he drafted Tevin Coleman okay if you get a backup and the starter is hurt that's awesome but what you have to take into account is like just because that person's going to be playing more they were still a backup, so they were still. I mean, there was a reason that they didn't supplant the guy who it's was just now the volume hurt. that you're counting on. Right, you're counting on the volume over the talent. And Kevin White, I don't think has gotten it done so far. Now, he's never on the field. I mean, so it, it's really going to depend. I think on is he going to be able to step up to the stage, and if he's a adequate replacement for Cam Meredith, then I think he's going to be Trubisky's uh, probably his number one option. I assume. I'm not really sure who else is in who is in Chicago in terms of receivers, but Kendall Wright, I think, is probably their number two now. At the end of the day, though, I mean, God, these, they're just not that good. Chicago is no, not going to be not. that good. So I had Keller at my number six. Um, I think his team is kind of meh. Uh, at number five, I had uh, Matt. I had TPC. Uh, I would note that I have now stated all members of the OKC League. I agreed with Yahoo. I thought Tulsa drafted significantly better than Oklahoma City did. Um, you know, on Matt's team, I think – I like I I love AJ Green. I love AJ Green. I think AJ Green is I feel like people think he's I don't know, I feel like people kind of forget about him. I I think for for for, for whatever reason. But I, maybe it's cuz you know Cincinnati is not that off the tread of a place, but I I think AJ Green is one of the best receivers in the league. Not even I mean like really I think he's almost he is almost as good as Julio is to me. And I think he's you know, Julio puts up duds sometimes. Yeah. And I'm not necessarily I think AJ oh, I, I agree. I think I AJ doesn't really do that. And so I really think he's in that immediate second tier right below Antonio Brown. Uh, I love Dez. I think Dez is gonna have a better year. My beef with Matt's team is I think his running backs are not that good. Um, now you are you do have presumably a starter in Darren McFadden for six weeks, depending on the outcome of the Zeke thing. Ty Montgomery, I mean, I don't know. He just hasn't he hasn't been a running back his whole career, and um, so I love Sammy Watkins if he can be healthy. I think he's a great talent. Uh, you have concerns about the quarterback in Los Angeles, and uh, but you know if they can do a run first pass, you know run to set up the pass type offense, then I think Sammy Watkins has a really good chance to be really productive. Uh, Keenan Allen can also be great in Los Angeles with the Chargers. Uh, presumably he stays on the field. I think he's going to be Philip Rivers' number one choice. Uh, and so, all in all, I think Matt's team is is pretty good. I also like. I'm interested to see what happens with Doug Martin. Doug Martin. I mean, so he's suspended for what three games? Is that right? Three. And so Doug Martin, I think, is you know, God, I feel like that guy. He's had like one blowout year where he was just unbelievable, and then he's been kind of getting drafted on that year ever since then. Uh, I like Tampa Bay's offense, though. I mean, I like Jameis. I think Mike Evans is obviously phenomenal. Uh, adding Deshaun Jackson was great. And so I think the chances are going to be there for him in Tampa Bay. Um, don't love Frank Gore. Just kind of over Frank Gore. Don't love Eddie Lacy either. Kind of been there, done that with both those guys. And 
I think they are they have crested upon the hill and are now very firmly in the downswing. Um, Decker could be good in Tennessee. He's been kind of middle of the road wide receiver three, and so I think he's a good option to have on your bench. You no, know, overall I think Matt's team is pretty good. Who do you have? At five? Number five, uh, I have Griffin at yeah. number five. So Lev Bell, everyone knows how great he is. Uh, he got auto-drafted T.Y., which I was bummed about because I was hoping T.Y. would fall to me. <laughs> uh, the problem with T.Y. is that, like I mentioned, he was first in yards last year, but he only was in the end zone like four or five times. If wow. he can find the end zone, he's like top three uh, last year. So I love the T.Y. pick. I don't love the Lamar pick. Just I, I really think it's recency bias. I've been burned by him in the past, so I don't love him. I liked the Diggs pick at the time, but it makes me nervous now because uh, Thielen has moved to the slot in Minnesota, right. which is where <clears throat> Diggs made his hay last year. Right. And so Diggs is moving outside, which is a new position for him. Uh, so that makes me a little bit nervous about his production. But, I mean, he showed last year that he's so talented, so I'm sure he'll be fine. I think Benjamin's going to have a bounce-back year. Duke Johnson, I think, is kind of sneaky. Everyone's on the Crowell hype train. Uh, which is fine because Duke Johnson is going to play a lot in the slot, I think. Mm-hmm. And so he's basically a receiver that you can line up in the running back spot this year, which I think will be pretty helpful for Griffin. Uh, I like the Kyle Rudolph pick. Uh, Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. That's a, I love that team name. Uh, I think he got really good value with Russell Wilson at eight. I love that pick. Robbie Anderson, I've got no idea if he's any good, but he's going to be the go-to guy yeah, right. in New That's York. One, dude. I don't love Fleener. I like the Zay Jones pick. Someone's got to catch the ball in Buffalo, right. and it might be him. Um, so that's that's enough for Griffin's roster. I think it was actually pretty good. So, uh, so I like Griffin at number five. All right, at number four, who do you like? So I had Keith Lee. Right. That uh, was a massive difference from my from my pick. Right. So. What I like about Keith Lee's roster, um, I think his running backs are solid. I think there's going to be tremendous volume with Melvin Gordon. Gurley's got all the talent in the world. McVay's talked over and over about how they're going to find any and every way to get him the ball. So either he's going to really bounce back or, or he's going to be drafted in the 10th round next year. Right. So I think it's, it's one or the other. Hopkins, he's got a ton of talent. I don't love the quarterback situation there. But I do like Dalvin Cook. I think he's going to have a tremendous amount of volume. I don't think Latavius Murray is that great. Agreed. Dalvin can do it all. Uh, big fan there. I like Sanders. I think he's pretty sneaky. Uh, they're raving about the rapport between Graham and Russell Wilson this year. Graham is healthy. And uh, and Russell Wilson has looked so smooth, so, so good this uh, this preseason. That is true. I, I think Cobb is going to be sneaky. I think he'll bounce back a little bit because I don't love Devontae Adams. Mariota is great. I think he's going to keep progressing. I like Derrick Henry. I think that at some point he's going to start to eat away a little bit at DeMarco's timeshare. Not a ton, but a little bit. And I also like Corey Coleman. I think he and Kaiser have uh, are going to hook up pretty well. I think they'll be good together. And I like Hill strictly because I don't buy all of the Mixon buzz. I think Mixon's going to be good. I think he's the best running back on the roster. But Marvin Lewis is not going to hand him the job right out of the gate. What do you think about Cameron Bray? I like Bray. I like Bray. He's got a he's got a fight with OJ Howard, um, which I don't know how much run Howard's going to get. Bray's been pretty good, pretty consistent the past couple of years, and Jameis is continuing to get better. So 
but that being said, there are mouths to feed there True. with Jackson and and Evans, and you know, man, Jameis and Evans have a really nice connection. Right. So I, uh, I like Bray. I don't love Bray. Okay. So I had Keith Lee at number four. All right, at number four, I had uh, Grant deflates these nuts. Um, Talk about I, a difference. Yeah, though that those think those two were our biggest differences. Uh, you know, on Grant's team, <clears throat> here's the deal: he where I think you can you can definitely quabble with where he got them. For example, Brady in the second round, uh, but I don't think you can quabble with the fact that Brady is probably one of the two best quarterback, maybe one of the three best quarterbacks. He has now. See, I kind of look at Greg Olson. You know, he's tight end label. I think Cam Newton kind of treats Greg Olson as wide receiver two uh, or wide receiver one on some instances. And so I look at the combo of Kelsey and Olson, uh, who I think are great. Jordy Nelson, top five receiver. Uh, Brady, top three quarterback. I think Peterson is a wild card. Uh, but if Peterson and Abdullah are productive players, um, you know, I think I'm not necessarily like ready to ride the Christian McCaffrey train. Um I don't know. He it just he was great at Stanford. I don't I don't know how he's been in the preseason. Dynamic. I think dynamic. He's definitely dynamic. Um, but it just seems to me that they're gonna have to figure out how exactly he's gonna fit into their offense. Sure. I think and he's probably gonna line up in the slot some too. Right. Um, so I definitely agree. He has a serious. He's really in trouble on his wide receiver two spot. Um, Chris Hogan could be good, but I think he took a flyer there. But at the end of the day. I really like Grant's roster, and it's just funny because it's Grant, but I thought he, um, in his own unique way, put together a pretty good team. So, yeah, I like Grant at number four. At number three, I had Body by Glass. That was another big difference that we had. Pretty much that whole um, my whole pick with Body by Glass is premised on me thinking that Zeke is going to have some type of reduced suspension. Sure. Um, and if he does, let's say Zeke misses three games. Uh, then they have Drew Brees, Odell, Amari, and Zeke, Jordan yeah, Reed. That's big time. I mean, that's just a really, really good team. Now, if Zeke's I, not there, it all hinges on that, though. It does. It does. And and I agree. And so I think that definitely is a reasonable. Uh, it's a reasonable reason to to rank them lower. Um, I think I don't think they're going to end up starting John Ross. I would be surprised about that. Um, I like John Brown in Arizona, but you noted and you're correctly correct to note that he has had injury issues. He has that sickle cell trait that I think they've had trouble really pinning down. Um, But if Zeke is on the field uh, earlier than six games, then I think they have a really good chance to be one of the best teams. If Zeke misses six games, it's not unreasonable to say they could start out like two and four or one and five, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, So... Toss-up, who knows? If Zeke's there, I think they've got a really good team. Uh, at number two, I had uh, Rated R for Gore. I thought that my man yeah, Zach... that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Wait, I didn't get, let me talk about my number three. Oh, did you not hear? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. My fault, my fault. Uh, I actually have Brent. Mm. I actually have Brent at number three. I was giving so much crap because as he was drafting, I didn't love his draft. Uh-huh. After going back and looking at it, and then looking at everyone Dude, else's, I draft, know I did I the like, same thing. Actually, it's actually pretty good. Yes, uh, I love Mike Evans. I, I think too. he's great. I love Michael Thomas. I like Golden Tate. I don't love Golden Tate. Jeffrey is is he's really good if he can stay on the field, right? Uh, so he's got a pretty good force in the receivers right there. I like them. 
I don't love Carlos Hyde. He's destined to get hurt, and and I don't. I just don't think he's that good of a running back. Mm-hmm. That being said, there's nobody in San Francisco that's any good at running back. Right. So yeah, no one. I mean, he is the it? guy. There's right. no one else there. Kareem Hunt is going to benefit tremendously from the Spencer Ware injury. People are going nuts over Kareem Hunt right yeah, now. They, they think he is just like the most complete back. Um, huge. Where was he in college? Where did he come out of? Uh, Tennessee. Okay. Right? Or is that Kamara? I I get those two mixed up. Kamara definitely did. Okay. Then I don't recall where Hunt came from. Let's check it out. Keep going. Devontae Parker, I think, got really good value there at seven. His rapport, as I mentioned with Cutler, has been noticeable. Uh, They had a really nice connection there. I like Ertz. They're going to have somebody throw the ball to in Philadelphia. Right. So it's either going to be Ertz or Jeffrey. So if the Eagles have a good day, Brent's going to have a good day. It does I, concern me having two Eagles. but Yeah, for okay. sure. I don't love Eric Ebron. That guy is always hurt. If he can stay healthy, he's a big body. He's athletic. Uh, and they don't have a great mid-range threat in Detroit. Uh, Marvin and Golden Tay are both kind of deeper guys. Right. So if he can stay on the field – that could turn out to be really nice for uh, for Brent. Scrolls, <laughs> God, that dude is old, but he's got some. Uh, he's got PPR clout, right? I mean, he's been consistent. So, and and Brent had to have another running back. Right. I do not like Scrolls as a number three running back. No, I agree with you. But I like Cam. I think Cam's gonna have a back. Uh, he's gonna have <laughs> a uh, bounce back <laughs> year. And then I really like. So, I like Andy Dalton as a backup. Great, great backup there. Um, and I think Cooper Cup, his last pick is going to be pretty in Los Angeles. Yeah, I, agree. I think he's going to be good. Uh, all right, who did you have at number two? Go to you. Number two, I had myself. Oh my God, me. are you kidding me? Why you, you thinking? Never mind. Well, never mind. We'll get there. You thought I was going to have myself at number one? I thought you should have yourself at number one, oh, okay. as opposed to the team that you apparently do have. So. All right. Uh, so I had myself at number two. Okay. Uh, David Johnson is the man. Uh, so took David at one. On the on the loop around at two and three, I took Doug Baldwin and Demarius, which I'm pretty stoked about. Demarius concerns me just a little bit because of the quarterback situation. Sure. I'm praying to the football gods that John Elway is going to bring in Tony Romo to play quarterback. Do you think that – If they do – Is there chatter about that? There was there was in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anything recently. But if he does, the <laughs> increased production that I'll get from Demarius Seriously. and from C.J. Anderson will be huge. Yeah, huge. Just, Just huge. tremendous. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not so quietly hoping for that. Al Robinson at four. I think the hate um, has, has been too much on A-Rob. Well, it's and not the it's, hate on him. It's the hate on his quarterback. Right, which I mean, which certainly affects Robinson. He he was a number what first round pick last year. Yeah, and the targets that he had last year were not any different from the ones he had the year before when he was like a wide receiver. He was like the fifth guy right. in the league. Right, right. Targets were the same. They were just bad targets. Right. So the the fuel is there for him to have a great year, and we've we've mentioned that Bortles is not good. He's going to force <laughs> feed Robinson all day every day. Uh, so I'm fine with that pick. My fifth pick was Martavis Bryant, Dude. which I'm stoked about. Yeah, Assuming like he gets reinstated, which he's supposed to, it's, right? It's I mean, kind of like everyone. The understood 
deal is that he'll get reinstated. I'm assuming they're waiting until the, the preseason's over. But I'm stoked about that Baldwin, Demarius, Al Robinson, Martavis, those four receivers, really pumped about those. What's Jordan Matthews' injury status? Is he... uh, he's he's. I saw an interview with him today, and he said he's 100% for game one. He'll be in. So he and my, him as my number five I'm pretty excited about. My number two running back is Theo Riddick, which some people don't love, and I totally get it. Um, he's he's just he's a really good PPR running back. Okay. Uh, which he, he was great for me last year. So and Detroit throws the ball around like crazy. Abdullah does make me nervous. Um, my seventh pick was C.J. Anderson. I thought he got great value there. Yeah, I agree. People complain about Anderson, and I get it as well. Uh, Jamal Charles. The news on Jamal Jamal Charles was that, well, he made the roster. Right. So that's not exactly a glowing review. Yeah, right. Um, a lot of guys are excited about Devontae Booker, which is the other running back, the young guy. But um, they just announced that he's just um, come up on the right side of not being on the pup list because he has a hairline fracture in his wrist. Oh. So there's no one else to run the ball in Denver, and I'm really excited about that. Some of my late guys – I'm nervous about, completely nervous about. Um, I got Charles Clay. They're gonna, I think they're gonna have to force feed him in Buffalo. Somebody's got to catch it there. Right. And um, I mean, they said the FF Baller said the offense is running through. Yeah. Charles Clay. I mean, they're they're just feeding him like crazy. And um, <laughs> and my my quarterback is Dak. So I I think I went around too early on Dak. I know I reached for him, but I'm a Cowboys dude, and I'm Amen. I think I think Dak's gonna have a really good year. And so it wasn't just that I'm a Cowboys fan. I have a lot of faith in Dak. Um, and I think he's going to have a great year. And so I made the jump and I got him. So I'm pretty – I'm much more excited about my roster this year than I have in the past, like, three or four years. So I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked. Well, I think this is the best roster that you've had in the past three or four years. And I think, really don't think it's close, honestly. I had you as my number two. Um, and I don't think there's a whole lot more recapping that needs to be done. Uh, at the time when you drafted Zach, I was – questionable about it drafted Dak I think I drafted Zach when you drafted Dak I had questions I thought it was a little bit early but he's surrounded by talent and when especially when Zeke comes back I really think that Dak I don't know if he's I don't know if he's going to play his way into kind of the top seven fantasy quarterbacks but I think the chances are there that he could and I mean if you come out like a rookie season like he had this year and play that well I really, I'm like, it's not like he's gonna all of a sudden be bad, you know. I mean, he might have a soft, he might have kind of a sophomore slump, but I don't anticipate it being something so significant that it's really gonna hurt his fantasy value. So, I, uh, I, I like that. Plus, he can run a little bit. So yeah, that always right. helps. He can. And I didn't really even think about the, you know, if they pick up somebody else. I did the Trevor Simeon situation in Denver is concerning, and that's really the thing with so many of these wide receivers is yeah. they may be great talents on their own, but, uh, all right, lady, but. Uh, it depends on. I mean, it depends on the quarterback, and I think that Demarius is a depends on the quarterback player at this stage in his career. Uh, love the wooden pick. <laughs> but where did you get him? You got him in what round twelve? Yeah, twelve. I like yeah. that a lot. I mean, he's going to be good for, you know. I feel like he's good. Eight, nine points a game. You know. He's thirty-five years old. I know, dude. That's crazy. That's like Larry Fitzgerald age. Um, he just he. Dude, the dude just continues to produce. He continues to do it and do it well. And so I think that, uh, yeah, you're my number two team. I really liked your team. I liked him a lot. My number one team was, uh, unfortunately, Mr. Hark Ryder. I 
I thought you covered Brent's team pretty well. The only things that I would add are I'm a little bit higher on Golden Tate. Um, I think that he has a great quarterback in Stafford. The Lions obviously agreed. And uh, I just think his starting his starting wide receivers, Evans, Michael Thomas, Tate, Alshon Jeffrey. That's a great receiver lineup. And his running backs, I think, leave something to be leave something to be desired, except that if Kareem Hunt is as great as people are singing the praises about, then I think he's got a great starting four wide receivers. Uh, he also has Devontae Parker, which you pointed out earlier. Parker has really been the one that's connecting with Jay Cutler right now. Uh, and, you know, Ertz I like. Uh, I think you you noted that there has to be somebody to throw the ball to in Philadelphia, and Ertz can definitely fill that role. I think he's a, for where Brent got him in the ninth round, he's a good pickup. I think he's anticipating only having to play Ebron when Ertz is on a bye week, presumably if Ertz doesn't get hurt. Uh, Cam, the only so the only thing, I, I really like Cam. I'm not a Cam hater, but I just thought he was, it was so weird last year to see him struggle and just to see him, and really not only struggle, but play really badly. And so you're counting on a bounce back year from Cam, but the thing is, is if Cam, if Cam still struggles, Dude, I think Andy Dalton is great. Yeah, I think I Andy Dalton is awesome. So, uh, I really like Brent's team. I think Brent has a, a very good chance to repeat. Uh, I thought he did a really nice job. All right, so my number one, I had Matt at number one. Man, I just, I just don't get it. No, I don't. I really don't. So, and here's why. Uh, I agree. I think AJ Green is top flight. I love AJ Green. He's it's as it. consistent as the day is long. I think Dez is going to have a bounce back year. I mean, he was fine last year, but, uh, man, I think having Dak play as well as I think he's going to play this year, along with Zeke being out, I think they're going to force him the ball, um, which, I, which I like. Keenan Allen is a freak. That dude can play. If, if he can stay on the field, I think Matt has the best one, two, three receiver punch, hands down. Wow. Hands down. I think it's, okay. I think it's that good. Okay. Uh, Ty Montgomery, he's added like 20 pounds of weight, and like the beat writers are saying he looks like a bona fide, like real NFL running back. Really? Okay. And he can't be supposed to be looking really good. And, and Stanford, and even when he was in the slot in Green Bay, he was always very shifty. Oh, totally. He had good vision. Yeah, no doubt about and that. And so that lends itself to, to being uh, a good running back in probably the best, um, you know, the best offense in the NFL. Watkins. I, I think he's I, I just he's gonna be healthy this year. I, I think he's gonna do it. I hope that he is because he's uh, so good. He's so he's got funny. a terrible quarterback, but when he's your fourth guy, yeah. that's big time. Sure. Uh, Doug Martin, I think he got good value with Doug. He's gonna be out three weeks, but he supplanted him with McFadden, which is where Body by Glass really screwed up. They should have taken McFadden the the round before to take Zeke's workload, uh-huh. but pairing McFadden to take Martin's uh, workload in the first three weeks. I thought was brilliant. It worked out really well for him. Gore, you either love him or hate him. He's just consistent. He's an old clunker, but he gets the job done. Sure. Uh, Hunter Henry, oh, Decker. I think he got great value with Decker, too. He's always been the go-to guy for whatever quarterback he played for. Right. Um, and now he's got a guy that can throw the ball in Mariota. I think that'll they'll marry nicely. Hunter Henry, whatever on him. Yeah, I think that right. Gates is gonna still going to catch touchdowns. I already talked about McFadden. I think that Lacey's going to be a starting running back in Seattle, and I think it's going to. I think they're going to come out in Week One and say he's the guy. Maybe we're, they don't. Rolling with him, but I think they're just going to roll with him. We've seen that Lacey can be productive in the NFL. Yeah, we we've have. seen. Oh, it. no, no doubt about um, that. I just think. And he's, if he's going to be productive anywhere, 
it's going to be in Seattle. Except like he, their O line is like not very good. No, they're not. But he fits there. Uh, I think you got great value with Cousins, great value with Jameis. I just love the team. Okay. All right. So that's it. That's a wrap up of our our review of the draft. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with uh, who we think is going to do on the playoffs and who we've got winning the whole thing. And we'll wrap up after that. Thanks. We are still taking submissions for ads. I was approached about an ad last week. Never came to fruition. Um, But a reminder, you don't have to advertise something. You can simply pay us. Just kidding. You don't have to pay us. You can simply record or ask to record a segment uh, talking about who your least favorite team in the league is. Uh, Now, if everybody wants to do Grant, we can, but uh, we can also do others too. So talk to us about ads. Thanks. Welcome back. This uh, last segment, we're going to dive into some quick season predictions. Uh, We're going to start off by going through our playoff seeds. Uh, so at the number six seed, though I had them ranked as the ninth best draft, I also trust my ability to draft questionably and have a good team. So I have the Legal Eagles making it in as the number six seed. Who do you have, Zach? I agree. I have Jeff at the sixth seed as well. It's kind of my mojo, man. I just that's what I do. I just get the sixth seed and lose in the second, lose in the first or second round. Uh, who do you have at five? Uh, at five, I have Griffin. At Griff, all right, I have TPC at five. Uh, that does kind of reflect a disparity in how you and I view Matt's draft. Although yeah, I think we both like yeah. Matt's draft. I like Matt's draft. You just uh, love Matt's draft. At uh, number four, I had Brent and Alshon Joffrey. Uh, the reason I had Brent at number four, even though I loved his draft, was because I think that um, it's so wide receiver heavy that there is – just the inherent possibility that they're one or two of those guys does not nearly get the volume or the production that sure. he wants them to. And I think that that could, you know, but I think they're good enough to still get him in the playoffs. Who do you have at number four? Uh, number four, I have Keithley. So I think his, I think his running backs paired with Mariota, I think, I think Coleman's going to be sneaky enough to, to really help out his, his starting lineup. So, uh, I, I've got Keithley at four. I think his running backs are going to take him all the way to the fourth seed. Very good. What about three? Three. Uh, I had myself at number three. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I had Rick at number three, which is a major disparity. I, I'm guessing Rick did not make the playoffs in your Correct. Uh, in yeah, your bracket. no Rick for me. Um, which basically that hinges, in my opinion, it really hinges on Leonard Fournette. If Fournette's really good, yeah. then uh, I think Keller's team is has a chance to be one of the stout. I think – Julio and Brandon Cooks are a great one-two punch at receiver, and Delaney's a great tight end option. Uh, now, I will say Matt Ryan faded at the end of last year, um, so it, I think it kind of depends on what Ryan does. Played real well in the Super Bowl. Yeah, played great until uh, you know halfway through the fourth quarter or whatever. Have you ever seen those flags that on one side they have until the uh, – Brady walked out in his, his Tiger Woods <laughs> red Sunday shirt and stared him down? Uh, dude, that was one of the all-time – I don't think we're ever going to have a Super Bowl. It's, I mean, maybe. It's awesome. Golly. So, anyways, uh, so I have Keller I think number Grant three. Cried when so, they won, he was so excited. I think, I think he did too. <laughs> so probably a little bit more than he cried when Julian Edelman went out, went out for the entire year. But 
Who do you have at number three? You already said that. You have you. Who yeah, you have I've got myself two? at number three. Uh, number two, I've got Matt. Matt. I've got Matt at two. Okay. I, like I think it. those receivers are gonna are gonna take him all the way to number two. So I have Body by Glass at number two. Uh, I think that if I think that if they haven't dug themselves a huge hole. And if Zeke is on the field. Now, the thing about Zeke that's interesting is, um, so there's no way that, based on the CBA, there's no way that Zeke's suspension can get increased. So, like, he couldn't, he appealed. And it's not like he could leave the appeal and they say, actually, we think you're going to have eight games. So, he's coming back after week six. Unless, I mean, and even then, like, I guess there's also the possibility that this is, I think, totally the most unlikely. But there's a possibility they keep it the same and Jerry Jones and Zeke decide to sue the NFL, kind of like Brady yeah. did a couple years yeah. ago. Now, that could do one of two things. That could either, you know, what it likely means is that Zeke's going to play the entire year. What it probably, would, you know, there's the off chance that it means it delays Zeke's suspension from going to effect yeah. to later in the season. I think that, in my opinion, would be the worst-case scenario sure. for them. Um, so, but, you know, what I think is going to happen is I think it's probably going to stay the same. He's going to be out for six games. But if he comes back and they haven't dug themselves a huge hole, I think they have a great team. And um, now having the seed at the two might be a little bit high, but I, I think they have definitely a chance that they could make a run if they get into the playoffs. Sure. So, uh, number one, I have rated R for Gore. I think that uh, wow. I think that uh, Zach's team is built for a postseason run, uh, for a romp through the regular season. They have the best player. Uh, they have two. You know, I really think they have four really good receivers. They have a good quarterback. They have a good tight end option. Um, I think they have a good backup. They have a good backup running back in Riddick or C.J. Anderson, whichever way they choose to go. Uh, and I just think the pieces are, are truly there for a, a really nice season. So who do you have at number one? Thanks, Jeff. Uh, I've got Brent at number one. Okay. Which I hate. I yeah, hate it. I know. I uh, I'm just trying to jinx him. Um but man, Brent has been incredibly successful on the waiver wire. So yeah, true. Uh, he's extremely patient, waits for his guy, uh, and so I anticipate that Brent will continue to be very successful on the waiver wire. And uh, and that, along with the draft that I think actually turned out to be pretty good, uh, makes for a pretty potent combination. Okay. Who? Uh, all right. Who do you have in the championship game? So I've got. I've got Brent beating me in the semis, uh, playing Matt. Uh, but man, I've got Matt winning the whole thing. Golly, I've got Matt winning the whole thing. Dude, I think that AJ Dez Keenan Sammy Watkins combo, along with uh, Ty Montgomery. Man, Doug, where's the, where's the parody in our league? Oh, dude, God, I just like the freaking NBA. I really like that lineup, and I think Cousins is gonna. I think he's gonna just. You like that? <laughs> I think he's gonna have a heck of a year. Uh, I man, I like Matt's team, and I think he's gonna have a, a pretty solid season. Okay, I like it. You know, I took a flyer here, um, but I think uh, I think the championship game is. I think you're gonna have Radar for Gore uh, versus uh, versus Keller. I'm dude. I'm, I'm hitching my wagon to Fournette. Keller. Dude. I think Keller's team is gonna do it, and I, I really believe. And you know who I love, who we didn't really talk about. But someone who has a chance to contribute is uh, P. Ryan. Yeah. I love P. Ryan. Yeah. And I'm not saying P. Ryan's driving Keller's you He's know, fumbling the ball a freaking lot right now in preseason, though. But he is uh, between. But look at yeah, freaking Keller. For a guy that, you know, purportedly hates OU, when yeah. he went Sterling P. Ryan back yeah. to back. 
What a charge. All right. So you have Keller winning the whole thing? I don't have Keller winning the whole thing. I actually No, have, don't say it. Do, do not say it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think rated R for I think the 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 title is going to return to uh, South Oswego Avenue. Jeez. Uh, David Johnson's going to tear his ACL tomorrow. Going to take home the ship. What wow. do you, so you said you have Matt winning it all? Yeah, I do. All right. I have Matt over Brent in the championship. So there you have it. Uh, that was our season prediction and draft breakdown. Now the key to remember is the season and the championship, it's not one at the draft, Zach. It's not, not one at the draft. And so what it takes is it takes – Patience. It takes solid pickups. It takes making great smart sit decisions. Um, it takes evaluating who your opponent's playing, how they're playing, or you know who your player is playing, how their opponent defends. You know if you got a receiver who normally is maybe on your bench, but you're playing against the the teams or the, the NFL's thirtieth pass defense. Yep. Those are the decisions you have to make to yep. get it done. Um, so, anyways, that is going to wrap us up here. Zach, you have any final thoughts? Go Pokes. Go Pokes, baby. Tomorrow, 6.30, FS1, uh, Stillwater, Oklahoma. Be there. Be squared after the Pokes pull off a W. Then uh, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. And we will be back, uh, not next week, but we will be back the week after that with our week one recap. Uh, so this is Jeff. This is Zach. And See ya. And we are Pods 08. Bye-bye. Pasito a pasito, suave suavecito, nos vamos pegando poquito a poquito.
Hacerlo en una playa en Puerto Rico Hasta que las olas griten Ay bendito Para que mi sello se quede contigo Pasito a pasito